Veronica. And we're the Fact Detectives. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. We might not know everything, but we certainly love trying to find out. Hi, Tim. Tim studies fossils at Melbourne Museum. I do. And I'd like to fill you in on a pretty special creature called an ichthyosaur. Ichthyo what? Ichthyosaur. Oh, cool. Because one of our Fact Detective fans sent us this voice memo. I'm Sybil and I'm seven years old and I want to know all about ichthyosaurs. Great. Let's get started. Fact one. They sound like a kind of dinosaur. What were ichthyosaurs? They lived in the ocean, so they weren't dinosaurs. But they weren't fish either. Then what were they? Well, the word ichthyosaur means fish lizard in ancient Greek. That's exactly what they were, marine reptiles. What's a marine reptile? Well, paleontologists think that they first evolved from reptiles living on land and then moving into fresh water, like rivers and streams, and finally evolved into animals that lived in the ocean full time. But if they're not fish, does that mean they can't breathe underwater? That's right. They don't have gills like fish, so they can't breathe underwater. That means that, like crocodiles, iguanas and dolphins, ichthyosaurs had to come to the surface to take a breath. What did they look like? Ichthyosaurs evolved over a long time, and there are differences between different species. But generally, they looked a bit like a cross between a dolphin and a shark. They had a dorsal fin and front flippers. Some had back flippers too, and a tail like a shark's. They had a very long snout with lots of teeth. In fact, more than 150 of them. Whoa! These teeth were conical, like the shape of an ice cream cone, but not quite that big. However, each tooth was bigger than a grown-up's thumb, and their jaws locked together like a trap. What colour were they? That's a good question. Scientists have been trying to find this out. Some think that ichthyosaurs would probably have been a dark colour all over, which would help camouflage them when hunting in deep water and also to help them maintain a steady body temperature. Other scientists think ichthyosaurs would have had a special kind of camouflage called countershading that we see in lots of other marine animals like penguins, sharks and whales. What's countershading? Well, first, let me ask you a question. What colour is a penguin? Black on its back. And white on its front. (laughs) Exactly. So, if we think about a penguin, if you're underneath it, looking up at it, at its white belly, that'll be a kind of camouflage against the light coming down from the surface. On the other hand, if you are above the penguin, looking down at it, the black of its back blends in with the darker, deeper ocean below. So, 
Countershading is a successful colour pattern or camouflage for animals that live in the ocean. For ichthyosaurs, the colour on top was probably a dark grey or black, but it could have been green or blue, even different colours and patterns. There's still a lot to find out about these amazing creatures. Their skin wasn't scaly like a reptile today. It was smooth with a layer of fat underneath called blubber that helped it keep warm. Don't whales and dolphins have that too? Well, that's right. Like whales and dolphins, ichthyosaurs gave birth to live young, up to 11 in a single litter. Another cool thing about ichthyosaurs is that they had really big eyes. One species had eyes that were over 25 centimetres wide. That's almost as big as a dinner plate. No way! They had exceptional vision, so they could see way, way better than us. Those big eyes helped them to hunt their prey deep down in the ocean, hundreds of metres underwater. When did they live? Ichthyosaurs were around on Earth for a long time. They existed from the early Triassic period, about 250 million years ago, through the Jurassic to the late Cretaceous, about 90 million years ago when they went extinct. Ichthyosaurs were on Earth almost as long as non-bird dinosaurs like the ones you find in Australia. Australovenator, Minmi, or Diamantinosaurus. Before the Triassic period was the Permian, and at the end of the Permian, there was a massive extinction event that wiped out up to 90% of all species on Earth. In the Triassic period, there were lots of volcanic eruptions and changes in climate. The supercontinent Pangaea formed. The first dinosaurs got their break. Pterosaurs ruled the skies. The first crocodiles appeared, along with lizards, turtles and cockroaches. We saw the very first mammals appear. And the oceans were the realm of fish, sharks and ichthyosaurs. There were giant ichthyosaurs too, over 20 metres long. They weighed up to 80 tonnes. That's as much as 18 elephants. Whoa, that's massive. What was the Jurassic period like? In the Jurassic period, the supercontinent Gondwana was just starting to break up. Dinosaurs were taking over and the earliest stegosaurs evolved. It was pretty humid and tropical. On land, there was a lot of plant life, and the first frogs appear. In the sky, pterosaurs grew tails, and the plesiosaurs joined the ichthyosaurs living in the ocean. What about the Cretaceous period? In the early part of the Cretaceous period, the southern continents were still part of Gondwana, while the northern continents of the world formed a big landmass called Laurasia. Much of Australia was covered by conifer forests, plus ferns, cycads and ginkgo trees, as well as early flowering plants. Ichthyosaur fossils have been found all around the world, 
That's how we know some were as small as a metre long and others growing up to 20 metres long. The fossils we've found in Australia tell us the most about ichthyosaurs in the late Cretaceous period, around 100 million years ago. That's because at that time, parts of northern Australia were covered by a salty inland sea called the Iramanga Seaway. In the Iramanga is where those ichthyosaurs lived. Fact three! What did ichthyosaurs eat? Ichthyosaurs were predators, so they ate other animals, like fish, squid with shells called belemnites, turtles, and maybe seabirds. Their teeth could crunch through shells and bones. They could also dive really deep down in the water to chase after their prey. As much as a kilometre under the sea. Have you ever heard of the bends? Does that have something to do with scuba diving? Yeah, it does. You might already know that the further down underwater you go, the greater the pressure above you. People who are scuba divers are really careful about coming up slowly to the surface because if you come up too fast, you can get what's called decompression sickness or the bends. If you dive all your life, you can see changes in your bone tissues from the pressure. Scientists even see damage in the bones of ichthyosaurs. Now, remember that ichthyosaurs were very fast swimmers and they had great eyesight too. So, if they were hunting fish or squid or even trying to escape a predator, they could be diving very deep, like a kilometre underwater and then they might have to rush back up to the surface quickly. And we can see evidence of the bends or decompression sickness in their fossil bones. Fact four. When was the first ichthyosaur fossil discovered? Over 200 years ago. In the UK, in a place called Lyme Regis on the southwest coast of England, lived a man called Richard Anning. He was a cabinet maker and an amateur fossil collector. His five-year-old daughter, Mary Anning, helped her father to collect and clean the fossils they found on the beach where they lived. In fact, Lyme Regis is the only place on Earth where rocks from the Triassic, Jurassic and Cretaceous periods can be seen in one place. That is 185 million years of Earth's history. Now, we call this area the Jurassic Coast because the seaside cliffs there formed from an ancient muddy seabed in the Jurassic period. Better yet, the cliffs also hold skeletons turned to stone of all the animals that lived in that sea. Fossils. Wow! That's amazing! I know, right? Sadly, when Richard died, he left behind his wife and his two kids. Mary's brother Joseph had to find a job as an apprentice. But Mary's mum encouraged her to help the family by selling the fossils she found on the beach. A year after their father died, Joseph found a strange fossilised skull. And then, over several months, 
Mary, who was only 12 years old, painstakingly dug out the whole outline of its 5.2 metre long skeleton. Nobody knew what to make of this strange creature they found. Was it a monster? Was it a crocodile? They studied and argued about it for years. Eventually, the fossil was named Ichthyosaurus, or the fish lizard. For Mary, it didn't stop there. She continued to look for fossils and sell them often to public museums. This fueled the popular appetite for paleontology across Europe. She went on to discover other important fossils, including the very first Plesiosaurus and the first example of the pterosaur Dimorphodon. At the time that Mary lived, women were excluded from formal education. So the scientific community was reluctant to recognise her work. That's despite her really good reputation and massive contribution to the field of paleontology. Today, things have changed. And in fact, the Lyme Regis Council unveiled in 2022 a bronze statue of Mary Anning to stand in the middle of town and recognise her work. Awesome! Fact five! What about ichthyosaurs in Australia? Well, during the early Cretaceous period, Australian ichthyosaurs grew about as big as the biggest great white shark today. That's seven metres long from snout to tail. And they swum in the cold Iramanga Sea that flooded over inland northern Australia. The first Australian ichthyosaur was named from a fossil found in Queensland. In fact, it was named by Melbourne Museum's founder, Frederick McCoy. That was in 1867. So we've been studying Australian ichthyosaurs for more than 150 years. This new ichthyosaur is called Platyterygius australis. That's a long name that means the southern flat-winged ichthyosaur. Platy means flat, terry means wing, and austral means south. We talk about wings often with ichthyosaurs. That's because their paddles are so well adapted to cruising through the water that it's like planes gliding through the sky. That's so cool! Ichthyosaur fossils are found mostly in northeastern Australia, in Queensland, the Northern Territory, South Australia and New South Wales. Basically, it's wherever the Iramanga Seaway once covered the land. That's because the bottom mud of that seaway turned into hard limestone over 100 million years, along with the bones of those animals that lived there. This limestone preserves fossils without crushing them flat. That's different from the fossils that Mary Anning collected at Lyme Regis. But how do you get the fossils out of the limestone? Well, that's a really good question. What we do is use acid to carefully dissolve the limestone rock away from the bones. That's how, at Melbourne Museum, a whole skull of platyterygius was prepared. This is such a slow and careful process that it took museum scientists a whole year to finish. 
No, no way. way! Yes way. And it was totally worth it. This skull includes the animal's whole snout. That makes it a really rare find. The skull on its own is 1.2 metres long, and it's still full of sharp teeth. Large predatory ichthyosaurs, like Platyterygius, used a powerful tail to propel themselves through the water and used their sharp ridged teeth and long snouts to catch fish and ammonites. What's an ammonite? Ammonites were shelled cephalopods, or squid with shells. Those shells actually look really cool. They're beautiful spirals. But if ichthyosaurs were so cool, Sybil would like to know why they became extinct. Hmm, that's a good question, Sybil. That's something that scientists have actually been trying to figure out for a long time. What we know is that over five to six million years during the late Cretaceous period, the world's climate became unstable. Temperatures rose, seas grew higher, and this changed the environment that ichthyosaurs lived in. We don't know exactly what made it more difficult for them, but maybe this meant it was harder for them to find food. Despite all of the different species of ichthyosaurs around the world, those changes in the world's climate happened faster than new adaptations could evolve. That meant that eventually this entire amazing group of ocean-going reptiles died out. Although other sea creatures were affected too, this change in the world meant a new opportunity. So a group of marine reptiles called mosasaurs took over and spread throughout the ocean for tens of millions of years, dominating until the end of the Cretaceous period. Try this at home! Go to your local library and look up ichthyosaurs in a dinosaur book. You can ask your grown-up to help you go online and look up a picture of an ichthyosaur too. Now, get out your pencils and texters and see if you can draw one. Remember, they're kind of shaped like dolphins, but with a few differences. Do you remember what they are? A very long snout with lots of teeth. An extra pair of flippers. And a tail like a shark. (laughs) Very good. You two can start drawing an ichthyosaur right away. Okay, thanks, Tim. It's been fun, Fact Detectives. This has been another awesome episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Annika. And me, Esther. And big thanks to Tim Ziegler, who is a paleontologist at Melbourne Museum. And big thanks to Sybil, who asked us to investigate ichthyosaurs. And if you love finding out the facts as much as we do... And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with Melbourne Museum. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au